0: good day everybody this is apostle thompson from the Nair public again to share the word of god with us we are dealing on the issue of mingling with the seed of man and in the last audio we spoke about singularity which is what the researchers in um, computer uh, technology are aiming to arrive at it is a point in computing where the computer intelligence will surpass that of human being And they believe that they'll be able to, you know, download the mind of man into a machine. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Sweet Spirit of God, into your hands we commit this teaching. Have your way. Let the entrance of your word bring light light that will chase out every sickness every disease every infirmity every anomaly every darkness every unbelief every faithlessness and every evil rigidity respectively in the name of jesus christ thank you papa because it is done In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. So in this part 11, we'll continue on the steps that humanity has been taking towards this new world order. Which prophets like Joel in the Bible had already foreseen. As at a time, that they were writing their prophecies down and also people like uh, apostle john the beloved who in his uh, apocalypse revelation also spoke of the cashless society now that cashless society it's already been implemented as we speak. Since November 2016, city banks in Australia has gotten rid of cash and ATM machines. India passed out 1,000 currency bills in 2016, ostensibly to curb tax evasion, but in reality it is to further its Idea Agenda, this is a gigantic government digital database which is designed to give its 1.2 billion population a unique individual universal identity for quick identification. Fingerprints and irises are scanned and this biometric data forms the basis of the identification. So in that single move in 2016, over 85% of cash circulating in the nation of India was wiped off overnight in the country that is predominantly a cash economy, where over 90% of all transactions are done via cash. Now, Belgium, you cannot even buy real estate using cash in Belgium now. You cannot pay for purchases in cash any longer which is in excess of 3,000 euro, so they are coercing people to opt for digital transactions. An average of 89% of the population in UK uses digital banking for transportation and other transactions. In Sweden, cash transactions have decreased to just 3% in the national economy. Even riding the public bus or donating money at a church is done by card or online banking. Now, in Norway, you can buy even street food and newspaper via your mobile banking, and several banks don't even give out cash to customers any longer. In Denmark, almost one third of the population use cell phone app, mobile pay, to do their monetary transactions. And businesses such as clothing retailers, restaurants, and petrol pumps are actually legally free to refuse cash payments from customers. No, I mean they must set a 2030 deadline to completely do away with paper money in its economy. Now, Singapore has introduced a no-cash policy for retailers. South Korea merchants give change in digital currency and they plan to completely phase out cash payments very soon. The government of South Korea even practices a preferential VAT treatment for consumers who pay with cards. And in 2016, only 20% purchases were done through cash. Now, more people in Somaliland, in Africa, this is one of Africa's poorest nations, more people there opt for electronic banking than in most developed countries in the world today. Liquid cash is rapidly decreasing in the market in Somaliland, even as street vendors accept mobile payments. In Canada, 90% of the population opt for cashless transactions, while an average of 70% of payments is conducted by cards. And due to lack of demand, no new currency has been printed in Canada since January 1, 2013. Are you hearing that? So it is no wonder then when some biblical scholars fear that a cashless society will foster the advent of the Antichrist, especially because Revelation 13, verse 17 to 18, which uh, Apostle John wrote, states that, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Now, I would like to point out here that the number of the mark of this beast, spoken of here, in John's vision, is that of the first beast that rose from the sea. Rather than the amount of mankind. In other words, it doesn't matter the digital identification that are individually acquired for us to trade within this unfolding cashless society. What matters is whom we consciously or unconsciously submit our spiritual allegiance to because the aim of the number or the mark of the beast is to distribute those who have given allegiance to that false beast from those who have not are you getting it now? The aim of that number is to distinguish those who have given allegiance to that false beast and those who have not. So it has nothing to do with buying and selling per se. Now, hear this. Jesus spends the Roman coin that bore the mark of Caesar on it and encourages disciples to pay their tax even though his kingdom is not of this world and he never for once acclaimed Caesar as his king. But he obeyed the civil laws of his days. He nevertheless lived his personal and public life, demonstrating his allegiance to God, who is his father. So it was a spiritual beast that John saw. So the number or the mark of that beast is also a spiritual number or mark. But the devil has deceived Believers from time immemorial into seeking for a physical mark or a physical number for the beast. I'm telling you here again categorically, it does not matter the kind of identification that is given to you for the purpose of cashless society we are good that we are living in now, that does not make you Eligible for hell, or turn you into a follower of the Antichrist? No. As long as you have not willingly, voluntarily given your allegiance to him, you cannot go to hell. Because you got a digital number to, trans- to cashless trans- transaction. That is what you should understand. Because the focus of John's revelation was not about buying and selling, but about allegiance, allegiance to that first beast. Secondly, it was the first beast from the sea in Revelation 13 that was granted power to afflict the saints of the Lord, in verses six to seven. But verses, I mean, verse seven assures us that only those whose name were not written in the book of the Lamb will worship Him. Are you hearing me? In other words, no matter how hard this beast already identified from scriptures as the Romanized Christianity in my book, Grand Zero Prophetic, Mystery Babylon, no matter how hard it tries, it won't be able to overcome the children of God. Are you hearing me? Verse 8 is explicit. Only those whose name were not written in the book of Lamb will worship him. So as long as your name is already written in the book of Lamb, you cannot worship the Antichrist. You won't. So you cannot be tricked into worshipping it. That's what I want you to understand. You don't trick people into worshipping. Worship is always voluntary. A decision that one makes with one mind with full knowledge so nobody can deceive you to serve the antichrist by giving you a mark or an injection you rub that off your mind it is science fiction it's not spiritual reality as long as your your name is already written in the book of lamb you are not going to be part of the antichrist system it's not possible because rapture will take place and you will be taken off this world before the man of perdition is revealed as a person Are you getting it? Thirdly, the land beast, also identified from scriptures in my book, Grand Zero Prophetic, Mystery Babylon, as the socio-political and economic system that is unleashed on the world by the United States of America, is the reality that will engulf the whole act in the appointed time of the end of this present world system. So it can no more be wished away, nor avoided. You can't stop it. It has to happen. That's one of the things that is playing out. In uh, Ukraine today, you know they are all the same. They are all brothers. Russia is also part of the uh, new world order. It's part of the Romanized Christianity. The only thing is that eh, U.S. and Europe belong to the Western Euro part of the empire. where Russia, belong to the Eastern part of the empire. You know that the Roman Empire got so big that it was divided into two. The western side and the eastern side. So Russia belonged to the eastern side. And by the way, you know that the eastern side lasted longer than the western side. The western side is the one that fulfilled the first part of the prophecy and then had to relocate to the new world. Latin America and uh, Canada and all these new new world settlements okay meanwhile the Eastern one survived until the Islamic uh, Revolution came and uh, took over Constantinople and turning it to insta- Istanbul so that, that's the dynamics are being played out in fact the last person that held the title of the Holy Roman Empire was the seer and the Roman, Holy uh, Roman Emperor was the seer of uh, of Russia. So it's a, it's, a, it's a play of power between brothers. They are only contesting among themselves who is going to bring the the, 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 the the one that will bring the Antichrist. Even though they didn't know that that's what they are doing. But we all know how it's going to play out, that eventually it's going to be the West, not the not, not the East. The East will play a later role in the end of the world after satan has been released from captivity and we now instigate the whole world to go and attack uh, jerusalem where jesus will be lord and we will be there ruling with him that's when the east will now play their own part because it is magog gog that's russia and his allies that the devil will instigate to, to rebel against the rule of jesus christ and bring their army but that is post tribulation I mean, Proust's rapture, rather. Okay? Now, in Exodus uh, chapter 13, verses 6 to 10, God told the Israelites, under Moses, that the feast of the unliving bread shall be as a sign to you on your hand, as a memorial between your eyes, that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt note from the above that the feast was not a physical sign that they applied on their head or on their forehead but rather it was a symbolic of their spiritual affiliation to jehovah the god of abraham isaac and jacob who had rescued them from captivity under the name of the i am that i am so in the same way the mark of the or the number of the beast that will be placed either on the thumb or forehead of the unbeliever is not a physical mark or number to be inscribed on the human body. The devil has deliberately distracted believers from this fact to the extent that Christians focus more on the earthly consequences of not taking the mark, that is not buying and selling, rather than on the spiritual reason for the mark, that is allegiance to the devil. The good news is that, Before it becomes the universal modus operandi for the whole world, the saints of the Lord will have been supernaturally transported away from planet Earth. In Ezekiel chapter 9, we read that before He brought judgment on Judah, God first placed a spiritual mark on those who are righteous. Did you hear me? Before God brought judgment on Judah, He first placed a spiritual mark on those who are righteous. Verses. 4-7 to seven of Ezekiel 9. And the Lord said to him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem. Put a mark on the forehead of the men who sigh and cry over all the abominations that are done within it. To the others he said in my hearing, Go after him through the city and kill. Do not let your eyes fear, nor have any pity. Utterly slay old and young men, maidens and little children, and women. But do not come near anyone on whom is the mark and begin at my sanctuary so they began with the elders who were before the temple then he said to them defy the temple and fill the courts with the slain go out and they went out and they killed the city so you read there that before god brought judgment on judah he first placed a mark of identification on the righteous so that the righteous will not participate on the judgment that is coming on the wicked. Now, another thing I want you to understand is, that oftentimes we, when we, when we think about this uh, tribulation, this antichrist, we always think it as if it is a completely different play apart from the play of God. Please, please, no, 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 no. It's not a different play. It is part of the play of God that the antichrist will come, that he will rule for a time. Is part of God's predetermined judgment on this world. Please get it right. So is this God that is in control? So the Antichrist, Satan manifesting himself as the Antichrist, really on that, is still part of God's predetermined will. He's still in the game plan of God. God is still the one that is in control. So it's not somebody trying to come in with you know a different play to come to, to do to destroy the play of God. No, he's still God that is in it. He is actually fulfilling his role as the one who carry out the judgment of god it is an assignment that is carrying out to discipline the world for rejecting christ jesus christ huh? that is what that's why he will come and he's coming primarily for israel that thing they told jesus christ then that let his blood be upon them and their, and their generations that thing is why it's coming primarily for Israel that is why the Antichrist coming is not to punish the church the church will have been raptured but it's coming to punish Israel that's why the center is around Jerusalem and Israel okay so i want you to get those facts right instead of being confused by uh, things you have had over the years likewise long before Revelation 13 that spoke of the mark of the beast, John the Beloved had seen that the Lord was marking the saints. That is Revelation chapter 7, verses 2 verse 3, Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to arm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not arm the earth, the sea, and the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their forehead." Did you see that? God first sealed us in chapter 7 of Revelation before the mark of the beast came in chapter 13. So the saints are not going to be part of the Antichrist army. So you should stop fearing that you will take the mark of the beast and then you will go to hell. No, 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 that is not your portion. Because before he comes to play, you would have been raptured. Are you getting me? This mark is not limited to the nation of Israel. The mark of uh, Revelation 7, that is, that the angel is going to mark those who are, who, 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 are serving God. That they should not be armed. It's not limited to, it, as some scholars have very deduced, because the four angels who are going to arm the whole earth, they were not just going to the land of Israel. Are you getting it? Revelation 7, the whole angel, the destruction were going to end the whole earth not just the land of Israel and so God told them before you do that first let an angel go from the east and put a seal of the living God upon those who are not at which means those who have been saved the church Revelation chapter 14 also told us in verse 4 that those with the mark or seal of God were redeemed among mankind not just from Israel, but they were redeemed from among mankind. So he's talking about us, believers, saints. So as long as your name is written in the book of life, you need not fear for the mark of the beast. It's not your portion. This was what Jesus Christ referred to in Matthew 14. I mean 24, verses 29 to 31, when he was speaking about the second coming. He said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light the stars will fall from heaven the paths of heaven will be shaken then the sign of the son of man will appear in heaven and then all tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send his angels with the great sound of trumpets and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to another. This is precisely what Apostle John is talking about in Revelation chapter 7. Are you getting it now? The arm that the four angels will bring on the earth includes the reign of the terror that Antichrist will unleash on earth in the last days of Gentile domination of the world. That is what Jesus Christ referred to the tribulation of those days. Okay? The darkening of the moon, falling of the stars, shaking of heavenly powers is the displacement of the devil and his hierarchy from the atmospheric heaven at the end of the millennial reign of Christ on earth. The sign of the Son of Man is the blast of the trumpet by the archangel as the voice of Christ that will resurrect the dead saints at his second return. You can check out full details of this in my book, Icavod, Appocate, Apostate Christianity, in chapter, in the chapter that deal with seven days adventists and Jehovah's Witnesses. I spoke extensively on this mark of the beast there and the, 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 the sound of the trumpet and the return of Christ. Now, the garden of his elect from the folk wins is the rapture, which Apostle Paul described in the epistle to the Corinthians and Thessalonians. So we see that Jesus had already clearly explained in words in the gospel what Apostle John was describing in visions in Revelations. Though true believers will not be on earth to suffer the full brunt of the Antichrist regime, we will nevertheless suffer its bad pangs. And that is what Jesus Christ referred to as the beginnings of sorrow. eh? Where you have rumors of war and war, when you have some famine, earthquake and all these things, those are the beginnings of sorrow. Where you have people performing lying wonders, those are the beginnings of sorrow. The sure promise of God to us, who truly fear and believe Him, is also in Revelation 3 verse 10. During these beginnings of sorrow, he said, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell upon the earth. So God has promised to keep us in this moment of trial that is visiting the earth now. The seal of God on us is the Holy Spirit, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So we must endeavor not to antagonize the Holy Spirit of God in us by living a cautiously holy life. Ephesians 4 verse 30 tells us, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Rather than stressing over being tricked into taking the mark of the beast, the true believer should rather be stressing over the possibility of grieving the Holy Spirit in him. Our focus should be on being the best witness for Christ in our generation, rather than on resisting vaccination or physically fighting against passive government policies. If Jesus Christ did not resist paying government tax, if the apostles obey civil laws, they only disobey religious laws that forbid the practice of their faith and they thought that true christians should submit to civilian authority why should christians defy stuff like vaccination today on the basis of faith the faith that did not influence you to resist the order to shut down your church the most visible symbol of your faith during the pandemic should not now influence you to resist vaccination which has nothing to do with your eternal salvation against i mean just think it through brethren these are just distractions of the devil to divert mankind from fighting the true fight of faith for their soul into wasting their time to fight for their body which will in any case perish do not forget the repeated injunctions of our lord jesus christ in luke chapter 9 verse 24 for whoever desires to save his life will lose it whoever loses his own life for the sake of christ will save it Mark 8, verse 35 also tells us for whoever decides to save his life, we lose it. Whoever loses his life for the sake of Christ and the gospel, we save it. So, this should be our focus. Not on trying to save our life, Uh, we should focus on keeping our salvation. Some have claimed that uh, COVID 19 vaccines contain tracking devices embedded in this graphene oxide that is used in many applications from sensors to textiles and tacked by scientists and chemical engineers as a useful tool in vaccine delivery to increase its effectiveness in future because it is cheap, readily available, and it is water-soluble. But none of the presently World Health Organization authorized vaccines that were produced by Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, CanSino, Sinovac, Sputnik, v. Jensen, ETC contain graphene oxide. Ongoing research on its use in other vaccines indicate that the amount, low doses, or middle doses from 1 to 25 mg that would be in potential vaccines would be so small that it will not be toxic to human cells, whereas certain amounts, that is higher doses, about 4g, 4 mg of graphene oxide could be toxic. I mean like 2016 clinical Trial done on mice showed that this higher dose was found to deposit in the lungs, liver, spleen, and kidneys. This might cause dose dependent toxicity, disease cell viability, formations of lung granuloma, and cell apoptosis. Therefore, many more studies and trials are needed to determine whether or not. Graphene oxide is an effective, completely safe and useful material for biomedical applications, including drug delivery, imaging, and uh, biosensors. So it is not currently being used in the vaccines that we have today. Clear your mind of that. There is no tracking device in the vaccines that are used today. Many have erroneously justified their claims that COVID-19 vaccines contain tracking device because of the title, of the US patent 1110758, Uh, you can search it out on on Google, method and system of uh, prioritizing treatment, vaccination, testing activities while protecting privacy of individual, which calls for generating ID numbers for people, anonymously tracking data about them and transmitting that data to a server. I mean, if you look at this ordinary, you will think that this actually means that the vaccines contain tracking devices, but it requires a smart... Let me break it down to you. It requires a smartphone application transmitting data to a back-end server. This is what this application requires. It is not an implanted sensor in the recipient. No, but a smartphone application transmitting data to backend server. I repeat, not that it will be an implanted sensor in the recipient of the person. The server will store the data in the database. It will plot a graph of people who got close to persons known to be infected with COVID. And then it will prioritize those people for vaccination. This is just an electronic method of slowing down the infection rates around the world. Please understand that RF RFID rather chips that is used for tracking have no self generating power source RFID chips that is used for tracking today has no self generating power source this is explained by David Iron in one of his blog on September 8 2021 that most uses of RFID chips require the chip to be pushed up against RFID reader. The power driving the RFID chip comes from a radio signal that is sent by the RFID reader, which is very inefficient way of transmitting power over a distance. The small size of RFID chips and the small amount of power available means that the chip can do very little. The entire function of RFID chip is to receive a number in a radio signal and then respond with another number which identifies the RFID chip. The bottom line is that using vaccines for mass tracking system requires a lot more than just an injectable substance in human bodies. This idea requires a sizable device with a dedicated power source that has a significant computation capability as well as wireless data plan spread around every city and tied into back-end computer system that only artificial intelligence backed by 5G technology can provide. And the whole world is not yet covered by 5G. So it's not plausible, it's not feasible, it's not practicable now there is no tracking devices in the vaccines that is being used. If tracking is the major concern for some anti-vaccination activists, most of mankind is already under constant surveillance anyway by technological companies around the world, and as much as we willingly carry smartphones around with us because smartphones continuously sends data to centralized computers, and tracks our daily motion around the cities. It generates pulses that can be triangulated to provide fairly precise location tracking for any of us who uses them. So tracking the vaccinated through same means is really not surprising, given the times that we're now living. That's why they put that clause in the patent of that uh, vaccine to track them through telephone, smartphone, not through implanted sensors. So rather than disputing about vaccination or spinning tails around the coronavirus, mankind should be repenting of their sins and Christians should be preparing for rapture. Revelations 9 verses 20 to 21 tells us, but the rest of mankind who are not killed by the plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons, and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they do not repent of their mothers and their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their texts. So this should be the focus of the woman repentance, eh? genuine getting it right with Christ, rather than focusing on uh, uh, getting (laughs) uh, mischievously implanted, with uh, a tracking device through vaccination or all these rumors that is going around. Uh, our focus should be with getting right with Christ so that when the rapture bell sounds, we will be part of those who were raptured. That's what two Christians should be focusing on. And then unbelievers should let what is going on around the world today bring conviction to their hearts and their minds to realize that what the Bible has been saying, what we have been preaching of the Bible is true from the beginning. And that is that a day of reckoning is coming to this world. We are the one who created heaven and earth and the seas and all that is in them is going to bring mankind into reckoning. A day of judgment is coming. And the only way that one can accept eternal judgment and punishment in hellfire. Is for that person to truly, sincerely accept Jesus Christ as his or our Lord and Savior, forsaking his or her sins, and depending on Christ for righteousness and for deliverance and salvation. Amen. Uh, we are going to stop there today. My prayer is that the words you heard truly transform your life for the better and uh, the bible says you know the truth that the do will set you free that the truth you've today will set you free from all kinds of uh, negative rumors and empower you to live righteous in the name of jesus christ if you are not yet received just as Lord and savior this is an opportunity for you to do so where you are right now is a good place and a good time just go on your knees there and talk to god the God of the Spirit of all flesh, so He can hear you. Just talk to Him, confess your sins to Him, ask Him to forgive you and to deliver you. Tell Him that uh, now you know, now you are realized that you've been wrong and that you're rejecting Him and running away from Him has been wrong. Confess your sins one by one and ask Him to forgive you and to cleanse you because He has promised that none of those who come to Him. Ever be disappointed, asking Him to receive you, to have mercy upon you, to wash you with His blood. This is the period of Passover. It is around this time, several years ago, that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. He became sin for us so that we can be righteous. But it's only those who accept His sacrifice that can participate in this benefit. So the opportunity is yours again today to receive him into your heart and life as your Lord and said Amen Amen and Amen ask him to send his Holy Spirit into you to live in you now that he has forgiven you ask him to send the Holy Spirit to live in you ask that the blood of Jesus Christ will clean you from head to toe soul, spirit and body and make you totally whole and that your heart and mind and body be conducive for the Holy Spirit to live in so that we direct you on the path of righteousness for Christ's sake Amen It is done Make sure you seek a Bible preaching church to be attended so that you can grow in the grace of God Not, I didn't tell you to go and seek for a miracle working church no? I said a Bible preaching church Anywhere that is true Bible preaching miracles will follow so don't focus on on miracle, focus on the word because you need to grow. You need to know the word. It is the word of God that sets free. All right. The Lord bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. You can Google my name, Apostle Thompson, and if you, Apostle Thompson books. You will see them. It's on uh, Amazon. On Amazon, you have a choice of ebook, paperback, and hardback. The three editions are there can order there for the you will get them there. You can also go, go to RakutenKobo.com. My books are there. Ebook version. And also for those of you around Africa or anywhere in the world as well, because it's internet, you can also google okadabook.com and put my name there, you'll find my books there as well. So, my books are available on each of these three platforms and any of their subsidiaries are all over the world. Uh, they are affordable. They will help you to live a better Christian life and be well informed as to the and circumstances that we are going through right now in this age and time. My address is in the notice that follows this audio. You can contact me. I'm on a, a social media. I'm also on uh, YouTube, and uh, you can follow me on any channels, and also on uh, Anchor FM Podcast. And then you can write me personally. The Lord bless you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Continue to share your testimonies. The ones I got from the last audio, we bless God for what he did the life of that woman all the way in Portugal. I didn't know that uh, the the podcast was written in Portugal. But I thank God for that. I thank God for that instant healing from the lump on the right tongue that the woman said God healed her as she was listening to the podcast. Lord bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, Margarita, God bless you and um, your healing is permanent so many many other testimonies are coming from all over the world and they listen to this podcast so I, I don't necessarily have to preach to you on healing, understand that the true word of God has everything of God inheriting it, healing, salvation, deliverance Miracles testimony salvation conviction everything is embedded in the word of god. That's why the bible said the word of god Is sharper than any two-edged sword It divides the dividing section of bone and marrow soul and spirit exposes us to go with what we have to do so It meets people at the point of their needs. You just listen in faith The lord bless you all in the name of jesus christ happy passover May the sacrifice of Christ not be in vain in our lives, in the name of Jesus Christ.